Returns Home podcast. I am your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome to episode 71. We back for another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope you had a, a good week. I had a, a bit of a long one myself. Yeah, man, you know, you know, you had a long week when uh, you were incapacitated by an infant. <laughs> Full grown infant, just straight up like, yo, I know you're a grown man, but I need you to sit down real quick. <laughs> nah, said kids got that secret strength, bro. You know nah, man, yeah, I, I guess he uh, Kendrick likes uh, shiny orbs and decided that he wanted to play with the ones that were stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah it caught my left eye real good, put me down for the count, man. Yeah, that's right. It's a special kind of pain when you get your eyes ripped into, man. Gosh. I definitely that I consider myself pretty good with pain, but boy, that that there's a reason why eye gouging is illegal in all forms of contact <laughs> sport. Like that yeah. shit's a different type of pain. For sure. But yeah, I I, I tried to manage to get something together for you guys, so we'll try to make it through another one. Um Yeah, uh we'll start out with a with a quick R. I. P. Uh R. I. P. the John Thompson Jr. Now, he was uh, a gentleman who was a coach for Georgetown basketball, and I really wasn't familiar with his legacy before um, before now, but having looking back into to, to his time at Georgetown with a lot of the people who he impacted heavily, I see that he was a, a really important person in the culture, and so I wanted to give him a, an RIP because, yeah, just... Seeing like his impact on people like Allen Iverson and and how affecting people in the way that he did could uh, is, is really impactful because when when you, you help young people and when you help individuals, you never know what kind of uh, great things they might go on to do themselves. And uh, John Thompson Jr. was somebody who he laid a, a lot of fertile seeds and in, in young well, I don't. That sounds kind of well. He he, <laughs> he 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 helped a lot of young men reach their full potential, to say the least. But yeah, uh, R.I.P. Give him, yeah, give him R.I.P. And uh, we'll move on from that uh, to you know going from the highs to the lows. It's going to go ahead and shout out the coon of the day is uh, Herschel Walker <laughs> Jr. <laughs> I can't imagine what gets these 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 young men to to jump out on the ledge sometimes to 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 advocate for some of the angles that they do. But, you know, uh, it, it scares me how many people jump out on the ledge cooning only to, to find out that they, they're not giving hot takes. They're not bringing anything nuanced to the table. They're really just embarrassing themselves. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's a shame. Um, Herschel Walker Jr., son of uh, Herschel Walker, the football player, uh, decided that it was his job to add the the nuanced take that uh, Jacob Blake was a thug that deserved to be shot in the back in front of his children, and so for that I just wanted to show, shout him out to to, to people that did skin folk and kin folk, you know, being being you know of an oppressed people does not make you immune to ignorance and and yeah, being part of the crazy. idiocracy because the fact that. That we have to explain to people that there really is no justification for that kind of, of brutality. That 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 people think that there is something that you can do to to bring that kind of behavior onto you. It's just the, the height of coonery. It's 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 the height of self hate. 
that 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 comes to the table when when people really want to jump out on a ledge for a cause that really doesn't need them. You know what I mean? But yeah. So we'll move on from the, from the coon of the day. Have you um been able to watch anything? I was kind of taken out of the game early this week, so I didn't get to see too much. <laughs> uh um I uh I only got to saw one thing which was the um uh it was a it's called Alive and it's a it's this Korean zombie movie that I that I saw that was actually pretty interesting. I fucks with it. Um I was in my um <clears throat> Train to Busan vibes and I saw this mm-hmm. trailer of this uh it's basically of this uh I guess he's like a young Korean teenager who's like playing games in his room. And then everybody who is gaming with is like, yo, what the fuck's going on on TV? Is that some kind of special effect? Mm-hmm. And then so he gets off the games to go check out what's going on. And at the same time, the broadcast is like, yo, people are going crazy. Their eyes are going red. They're going like super raged out and they're starting to eat each other. And like right as this happened, like chaos breaks out outside his room. And, or outside his like apartment building. He's like a like maybe six floors up in like a, an apartment building. And basically, uh, the chaos traps him and whoever else. If you were in your room, you were safer in your room at that point. So he was trapped in the room in this zombie apocalypse. And it's a bit, pretty much about how he copes with that. Hmm. And he meets like one other person. Like there's this, um, it was actually a pretty dope moment. Like he was about to kill himself at one point. He had given up when he had like ran out of food or some shit and he was about to kill himself. But uh, there was this other survivor that was across the way from him in another building, and she like shined a little fucking mm. what's the name of that thing, uh, a little laser pointer at him to show him, was like you're not alone. Uh-huh. And so the two of them sort of like um, kind of worked together to overcome this zombie situation, and it was pretty cool. I fucks with it. Okay, that sounds interesting. It's called Alive. I liked it. Yeah, it reminds me of something else that you were talking about a little bit. Um couple of episodes back about a real live or something like that oh yeah it turns out that that's an anime that was uh i guess got a movie adaptation but yeah it's called um gakogurashi which is like school alive and it's about like the um similar thing yeah like random zombie zombie apocalypse breaks out and these uh three girls get trapped in a high school yeah it gave me the same vibes as that but okay okay I really like the Asian zombie movies, to be honest with you. They seem to have a lot more nuance and they have a lot more yeah. story behind them. Absolutely. Like the one about the, the girls, it was more about how the, it was more about the three of them, their relationship with each other and them growing more than mm-hmm. it was about the zombie apocalypse thing. And the same thing with him. It was more about a gamer finding an, another person in real life to connect with mm. and overcoming um, trials with someone in actual a real space huh. yeah that, that, that just sounds kind of intriguing yeah, um cool. i did i did catch it before um things went south with my vision i did catch um some more um of runaways nice. and that show is keeping up i think i'm i'm about four episodes into the second season and the yeah, second season's far. holding up man i gotta give it to them and, and it, it says a lot about you know the platform that you choose to put yourself out on because it doesn't seem like disney plus and hulu did a great job of of really getting out uh to the public how good this show was because honestly i find like it takes a lot of tropes that i'm not immediately like in a with but presents them 
well enough with good production and 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 good writing that it, it's it holds up a lot and and not for nothing i thought that like this show i think was probably better than agents of shield and i think that agents of shield got a lot more publicity than than runaways did yeah that's fair well, that yeah. is fair because i didn't hear shit about no fucking runaways i didn't hear shit about nothing it, like, and 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 especially for the for how in depth like i don't know if the third season just maybe drops off and really messes it up but Dude, you don't get three were, seasons i didn't in. even know there were three seasons shit. that's what i said i thought it was one one or two seasons but it's three seasons <laughs> i didn't know they were that deep and I'm, I'm not actually sure if they plan on continuing it but if they do it seems like there's some meat on the bones there like they 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 managed to keep the original storyline relevant and entertaining well into the the second season you know what i mean like they that's what i'm saying like they in my opinion they've they've presented a lot of these you know the core tenets of a tv show well enough with the you know what i mean the backdrop of of all of the storylines that they're trying to develop to where I thought that it would have gotten a better push, but I guess it just it didn't hit on the platforms that they released it on, and so it never really got um, kind of like the buzz that it should have. But man, yeah, I, I've been enjoying Runaways, and Lovecraft Country has just been delivering with every episode. You know, Lovecraft Country has definitely been one of those shows where it's kind of told me who has good taste and who has bad taste, <laughs> like. The the show is a it's a it's a it's a solid show. It might not be uh, hitting on a subject matter that you might like in particular, and I can get that. Or you might not like horror because it's getting heavy into its horror vibes now. Like it kind of started out in the first two episodes more sci fi ish, but episode three was a straight like horror hit, and like nice. it did a good job of it. Damn, that just sounds like it's steady evolving. Yeah, man, and and I'm really appreciating like the diversity in the storytelling. Like, no episode has just been like a straight, uh, a straight linear story. All of them have have had very complex and, and interesting, I think, storytelling mechanics. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Lovecraft Lovecraft Countries is one of those those shows where. I can tell if you have bad taste, if you're just like, there's nothing good about this show. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can understand when people don't like it. I respect people's opinions. But you can't say that there's nothing good about this. Like, there's there's a lot of good about that show. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely enjoying those. I look, I'm looking forward to getting, getting back into those, catching back up with them. You know, I had to take off you know, past three, four days, but yeah, definitely looking forward to catching those. Um, you didn't catch nice, any of the music nice. that I mentioned last week, did you? Nah, I, forget. I, I I only caught one of the Skip Marley songs, but I didn't catch his whole, his whole album. Yeah, definitely take a look at that. I'm not going to go too, too deep just because they're good albums. And right, there's not right. a whole lot much more to say out of that. Like if you like their music, they're going to give you consistent showings, um, great features, you know, the locks, I mean, you don't get more consistent output than from the locks. Like, they have a style, they have a formula, and they stick to it. So, I, I definitely recommend checking those out. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to beat that dead horse. Um, there hasn't been too much uh, in terms of news. Well, there's been a ton in the news. I just haven't been able to really... Like, I, I take for granted how much I spend the production of this show just 
staring at a screen, reading or listening to information. Like that is actually a very large portion. So I didn't get to keep up with the news as much as I would have liked to lately. But, you know, it's it's your typical fare. Um, I did hear something interesting out of video games um, following up on the story behind Madden getting one of the uh, worst user scores of all time. It looks like um, the NFL is looking to pull out of its contract with EA because um, the players are starting to say that the quality of the game doesn't represent them. <laughs> so I, I love to How see interesting. That. It backfired. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, That's it's hilarious. It's been about time. You know, like... Having exclusivity point? on the player representation finally backfired on him. It only yeah, took like 20 know, years. If it's not bad enough that the NFL has been flippant about uh, who they allow to license the, the, the NFL team's name, the, if that's not bad enough, you know, EA has just been completely wanton with destroying their own represent, uh, uh, reputation in reference to creating good games. Mm-hmm. And so it's about time that these companies start saying, hey, you know what? That's cool, man. You can do what you got to do. We don't control video games. We don't actually make video games. But what we're not going to do is continue to let you put our good name on the line when you produce these pieces of shit. Digital right. Like machines. you've given up trying. You're not trying yeah. anymore, guys. Like it's in. I think once more companies start doing that, because especially i think in the international market like sports games are trash like sports games aren't particularly good like fifa and madden and 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 nba they're not good franchises they're not games known for 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 being the pinnacle of of the technology that they're utilizing or their platforms and so i'm really glad to see that some of the bigger brands are starting to pull out because they're the ones that that give the international uh, uh, credence to these to these games. Like a lot of these game, games are bad enough that they make them and sell them in America, but they utilize the brands that are popular in America that have built themselves up internationally from their American patronage to 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 sell to markets that are now realizing like, oh, okay, there is nothing. These brands are trash. You know, they're just they're just window dressing, and so. Yeah, I'm glad to see that, you know, the NFL in particular is starting to take control of that image because there's too many degrees of separation there. Like, you know, a lot of these these young NBA stars whose images are, are bringing value to these uh, I'm, these young NFL stars, I'm sorry, that are bringing value to the name uh, of the games that EA are putting out. You know, they're they're looking bad. They look bad when the game is trash. They look bad when their name, when their, when their likeness is on the cover of a game that's known as the worst game ever. So I'm, I'm glad that that that, that that's going to start taking a, a a more responsible turn when it comes to disseminating those uh, those likenesses. Um, some real disturbing shit out of L.A. So um, I reported a, a few months back about a, a young man, um, Andre Guardado, that was murdered by LAPD. And the investigation into his his murder has come up with, I mean, it, it sounds like some movie, some some Scorsese movie level shit going on, where within the LAPD there is a subsect, uh, uh, a gang of LAPD officers known as the executioners, that are known for for harassing 
and murdering civilians in the aims of getting the 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 respect sweet, that sweet the LAPD tattoo. uh some and I guess the, which which is even crazier that they themselves stigmatize people based on gang tattoos that they get and they themselves have a tattoo that they put on each other to represent their initiation into this fucking perverse subsect of of police officers uh called the executioners like it, this is crazy this is crazy and 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 it's just another another uh you know peg in the board of why we cannot reform this institution this institution is corrupt from its very fundamental core the idea that that within the police there could even they can even abide by a a a section of of officers that murder civilians knowingly like and that's the part that 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 blows my mind about this investigation is that this is not an unknown quantity the LAPD is fully aware that these men operate within their within their ranks and 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 they abide by them and moreover they benefit from the terror that they spread to the public you know the the, the LAPD and 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 i'm sure that that is just one example of of a multitude of groups that exist within police departments around this country yeah it's just the one i got caught that they're just the ones i got caught you know, when, when, when you see them enlisting militia, and, and this is the part that blows my mind. These, these shitty-ass cops, especially the ones in Kenosha that were caught doing this, are sitting there in their riot tanks, responding to peaceful protests and have the nerve to enlist violent militias as if they don't already have the disproportionate power, as if they're not the ones with the riot tanks. As if they're not the ones with the tear gas and the rubber bullets and the long guns. And that's the thing that I don't understand. That, that I'm just like, yo, America, you got to keep it real with yourself at some point. You got to keep it real with yourself. I get it. I get it. You don't fuck with black people. You, you want to you wanna codify the ability to murder them in the street. You want to murder anybody who allies with them that says that they shouldn't be murdered. I get it. But keep it real with yourself. Stop trying to perpetrate onto the country that this is not a racist place. It's, it is what it is. The people who live here have, have, have long since come to, to grips with the, with the reality that we live in a country that, that on the face of it says one thing, but under the skin of it says something completely different. It is pretty strange. It's like they have no problem doing racist shit, but they hate actually being called racist. That's the part I don't get. So weird. It's like, why don't you just own it? <laughs> I don't it? understand it. It blows my mind. Yeah, these, these motherfuckers will not stop doing racist shit, but if you tell the racist to their face, boy, they shrivel up like you just poured salt in the snail. Like, like, like the guy in Rochester who they murdered. The, the, the man was clearly going through a mental health crisis, Okay. He was running in the middle of the street in Rochester, completely naked. The man, the man was naked. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm trying to figure out what threat he was posing to them while they put a hood over his head and pressed his face into the freezing cold concrete for two plus minutes, 
you know, brutalized him on his on his way to the police department. Like, what was the threat? This was a man in clear distress. Now, granted, I doubt that he was asking for help. I get it, which is which goes back to why I always say, like, stop calling the police for mental health issues. Like, I don't even know, like, if the person is dangerous, unless you want them to be hurt, don't call the police in when you have a mental health crisis or when you just have a family dispute that you don't know how to deal with. I mean, you know, the amount of times that I, I, I hear black mothers wailing because police shot their children when they're the ones who call the police. It's like, stop doing that. I get it. It's a dangerous situation. I believe it is an escalation to call the police in a situation in which you have a black man in distress. It is an escalation of the situation. What you're saying is, is I want this black man dealt with harshly and brutally. You know, you can't we don't live in a world where we can say that, well, I call the police because it was their job. No, no. Stop believing the lies that you're told. Like, I get it. I get we wish that that's what the police were there for, but they're not. They are a force that are designed to brutalize black bodies. So we got to stop calling the police for for family disputes, for mental health issues. And we have to start demanding that that our communities are staffed with people who can help that, you know, if if your city council member isn't isn't talking about what they plan to do to provide mental health services in your neighborhood, then maybe that person isn't actually advocating for what's in the best interest of your neighborhood. Like those are the kind of litmus tests that we need to start having, at least in our own neighborhoods, if we're going to continue to trust elected officials. They got to start they got to start bringing shit to the table that really helps our our communities because it's just the writing is on the wall. It's plain as day. We don't have the professionals in our communities that can help us. And it'll go a long way if we can get those professionals into our communities so that we can start de-escalating and, and de-necessitating the use of, of police. Because they don't have our best interest in, 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 in mind. And they have ravenous gangs of police that are literally there to murder civilians uh, you know I, I, at some point we're gonna have to start taking it into our own hands and saying you know what we just won't participate like they can send them into our neighborhoods there's nothing we can do about that but we're gonna stop utilizing them we're gonna stop we're gonna stop voting people for people who who put our taxes towards them we're gonna stop we're gonna stop calling them we're gonna start de- we're gonna start utilizing our own community services because it's just become too dangerous. You know what I mean? It's been dangerous. It's been dangerous for hundreds of years, but now we have the agency to do something about it. You know what I mean? Like at some point there's gotta be a, a, a rallying of people from the community to make these things better. What else been going on though? Um, <laughs> did you hear Putin is 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 poisoning his rivals these days? Yeah, that shit is killer, man. And what do you mean these days? My nigga been poisoning, which means that's his old, it's his all time mo. It is his mo, but he actually let this guy leave the country and go to Germany and let Germany like <laughs> put it put well, out. To there be in fair, the he let this is, guy survived. 
You feel me? Well, so, the, he I'm had saying. enough resources to leave Germany in and of his own, but he let him survive for sure. They I'm, bungled that. I'm surprised. Yeah, you're right, and, and I'm surprised that he's so brazen as to just let that ride. Like before, it'd be like, oh, we failed at the poisoning. Shoot him in the head now. He's like, it would have never gotten to this point where the, it, he got to Germany, and now Germany is 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 fine. Is putting out there that he was poisoned and that Putin was the one who poisoned. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, he was probably prepared for it, though. You know what I'm saying? That's most yeah. like I feel like that's a contingency that went into effect. Because there's no way you go up against Putin and not. If you're going up against Putin and you don't have an anti-poison plan, you don't. You're not trying to win. You're that's not true. trying to win. If well, you ain't got I, I an anti-polonium like, plan, my nigga, then you ain't really serious about this whole running for like Russian government. He he was like. How is it that he was so lax in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's it, we've gotten to a strange place in, in our world politics where the lack of give a fuck is so high that... Because at this point, Putin is in full control. I don't even know why he would need to poison anyone. Like, it feels like he's doing it now just for funsies. I mean, no, I suppose he's also trying to maintain the illusion. He, he did this change the law saying that he can... Um, just giving him a new title to, to extend his reign. So it's just, he's just, it's just more of playing the part. And the guy needs to play the part of not being my, running against me. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, it seems like he, there's, there's no, there was, there was no, there was no plan to cover this one up. It was like poison him. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He ain't gonna live very much longer. He's in a coma now, anyway. We get we we did the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we removed him from the political sphere. I mean, that to really be fair, matters. I haven't seen any consequences happen to him. Clearly, Putin didn't need to do much because ain't nobody about to do shit know how. <laughs> I mean, he can run to Germany and tell on him, but you know. Well, and that's what I'm interested to see is is what fallout this has because, I mean. There's the International Court of Criminals, you know. There, there, there technically is a body that that can that can be brought to to try and and levy some some uh, legal ramifications towards Putin for it. I don't know if they want to lose legitimacy by like having Putin laugh in their face. Yeah. Besides, but, Putin's biggest ally right now wouldn't let that shit ride. No how. Trump, Trump wouldn't let that shit go, man. You kidding me? No, nah, I'm pretty sure Trump would do something about it. Yeah. Like, would do what about it? He, no, uh, no, no. I, oh, you I mean, mean like on, he would stop on, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Would, he would yeah. absolutely, um, he would absolutely stonewall the court and not, not. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are certain dictators right now that have enough power that literally people can't tell them shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's damn. Because I, I thought it was the third world country guys that we need to worry about, but it's it's yeah, you know, know, bro, they're trying to turn America into a third world country. Which come on, I'm pretty sure this is a third world country at this point. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's very much on its way. Look look at look at the um, look at the way in which our our election is being just just driven into the ground. Our electoral process is just it's so corrupted and demeaned. definitely quite farcical the whole the the first i mean if you look at how how ridiculous the the whole song and dance around around just getting our political uh information out there like look at the media look what the look what the media environment has become for our elections like you can't 
there's a reason why um, journalists are the only protected uh, uh, profession in all of the Constitution. Because that spread of information is crucially important to the fundamental underpinnings of a democracy. You can't have people in a country as, as widely dispersed as this one not have a, a, a sound uh, foundation of information, whether it comes from the, uh, the education institutions or the journalistic uh, media. Like, you can't have a democratic society that doesn't have the proper information, flow of information. And look at it in America. Like, we can't even get that right. Like, we don't even know who is running. Like, we don't even know who these people are. Many of them believe in conspiracy, like, and I, and I don't mean in like alternative ideas of how the world is run. I'm talking about like straight up QAnon conspiracy theorists are are in our politics. Like, it's 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 crazy, and 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 so yeah, I don't I I can't consider any part of the American democracy is functioning. So yeah, that that that's. I mean, yes, we are probably the most well entertained third world country in existence. <laughs> but in terms of functioning democracy, in terms of like a society that provides uh, that, in in terms of a society that adequately organizes resources, in terms of a society that that works towards the best outcomes of its citizens, that's those are not things that I can that I believe can be used to describe America. Definitely not. Those are not things that we can describe America with anymore. And so America you know, is a country that seeks profits and military domination. The uh, end. Anything else s- goes back to support those first two. And, it, and, and I mean, look, look, look at Donald Trump and, and, and the shit that he says to the American public that these fucking idiots believe. Like he goes up there and says, if if in a Biden America, your country will burn. There'll be looting and rioting in the streets. And his people yuck this shit up like there isn't looting and rioting in the streets right now under the Trump presidency. Something like that was happening. Like I'm it glad blows my this guy. mind. Like I get it. I get. I, like I understand people defend his right to lie to the public, but at some point, the people in the public have to be held accountable for their gullibility. Like and 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 I and you'll very rarely hear me advocate for 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 blaming the victims of of schemes and machinations for having been the victims of scheme and machinations. I don't like to do that because it really is it 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 doesn't take into account how good some people are at schemes and machinations. And so yes. Sometimes you will see people in situations you're like, how the fuck did you end up in that situation? Like, did you did you not see where you were going? Were 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 you misled in a major way? And then the answer is yes. A lot of times people are misled in a major way. But I I believe that when it comes to Trump, that we're nearing the point where you can't claim victimhood anymore. Yeah, you should have never been able to be deceived by him in the first place. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. There, there was a point in time where I can understand that Donald Trump might have been effective at 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 convincing you that he wasn't retarded. <laughs> but I think that we've come to the point 
especially in his public oratory. Yeah, there's enough video evidence at this point. And when I say he's retarded, no, I mean this man (laughs) is seriously mentally, developmentally challenged. He is retarded. He is not a fully developed man. He's not even a fully developed human, much less a fully developed man. And so I'm getting to the point where I can't really... I can't I can't give people a pass for being fooled because you're being deceived by somebody who has the mental capacity of a third grader. You're being deceived by somebody who has who who has for years now told you that they have completely untethered themselves from the truth. That they they've completely removed themselves from any reality that that might be shared by you and him. So if you're listening to him and you're, and, and you're following the things he's saying and you're thinking that he's smart and you're thinking he's taking you to the promised land, then at some point you got to be the idiot too. You got to be held accountable for being not the smartest person and, and, and opening yourself up to the kind of shit that's, that's happening. You know, and, and, and for actively making this country a worse place. Because as bad as it is, uh, to support the the Democrats in this country, supporting Donald Trump is actively making this place worse. You know what I mean? It's the Democrats might be kicking the can, but Donald Trump's actually digging the hole, and that's a problem. But um, yeah, that's the shit show for the upcoming election. He's already undermined um mail in voting, so I don't even understand how they expect to effectively go about this whole election given that he's he's publicly and institutionally undermined mail-in voting for no reason when it's the most reliable form of voting that that we have don't trip we don't need to vote he's just gonna stand for another 13 years and so yeah you know at some point you ask for it at some point germany asks for hitler and and I don't think that this is um I don't think that I don't think that given the unrest in the streets I don't think that given the people who have died given I don't think that given his courting of white supremacists it's a I don't think it's it's crazy to say anymore that that America is America is ready to either take its 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 civil rights turn or it's about to take its Hitler turn because at this point. He's openly courting, you know, that seventeen-year-old kid that 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 murdered two people and maimed the third. He's openly saying, you know, the kid, the kid was being attacked, and uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe he was just defending himself. You know, this is the this is the you know at some point we got to start calling a spade a spade, and we and 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 we got to stop saying you know Nazis too harsh of a word. And that we're not talking about someone who has the demagoguery of a Hitler behind them. I'm pretty sure that that Hitler would be impressed by the demagoguery going on right now. <laughs> I mean, he's openly lying to people in an environment where they're where they're where they're going to be hurt. I mean, whether or not you believe in the COVID-19 or not, you're dealing with somebody who's speaking out of both sides of their mouth in reference to something that has a possibility of killing you. Whether whether or not you believe in it personally or not, you, your president is over here telling you it exists, but don't be scared of it. He's taking care of it. The people haven't even died. Like, th- Yo, drink some bleach. You'll be good. Drink bleach. 
take hydroxychloroquine. Like, the man is, is lying about things that will openly put you in danger. And, 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 and the people who believe in him fervently believe in him. And, 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 and it blows my mind that it's not more of an indictment onto the system that we live in a system where there's, there, there's a, enough of those people to make this into an actual election. Like, I never, I never doubted the, the presence of people who might be ignorant or maybe not, you know, intelligent enough to govern, govern themselves. But the fact that we live in a society that, that has created so many of those people. Weaponized point, idiots. Bro, to the point where they, they are a constituency worth pandering to. It's, they're a, consistent, a constituency that has sway over the politics of this country. It just, it's an indictment onto the system. It's an indictment onto the system in a society that produces that many stupid people. I just can't. You know what I mean? Like we at some point we have to start we have to start realizing like it's not just, you know, the the proclivities of some bad people. We live in a in an idiot factory that's producing Facts. more and more idiots Facts. and 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 if we want better outcomes, we're going to have to deal with the fact that our society is creating these people at a, at an alarming rate. And it's problematic. And it's not just problematic for us it, because of, of the way the global uh, society is structured. It's becoming a problem for the world. But yeah, there, I'm sure that there's no shortage of, of, of stories that I can regale you guys with that, that have been going on this week. But I didn't, you know, I, I've actually been kind of appreciating this hiatus I've been taking from from digital media because... Man, it, it, I almost lost sight of how much of this shit that I'm consuming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. I didn't even know it. I'm sitting here doing a comedic thing and didn't even uh, see that I was hiding <laughs> them jokes. But yeah, no, I, I had lost sight of, of, of how much I consume of this shit and like how and how much more there can there is to 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 experience just kind of abstaining from it altogether, you know, just listening to things more, you know, finding stuff like that. But, you know, I'm going to wrap with this one subject because, you know, I always like to point out um, when the OG, you know, Joe Budden gives, uh, you know, little nuggets of wisdom, because let me tell you, man, he's got the real million dollars worth of game podcast because <laughs> no, seriously, like. His experience as a musician has informed his moves as a podcaster so much. And the fact that, that he had, has been through so much as a musician has caused him to take the position of, first of all, identifying that he's at the forefront of an industry that has a propensity right now to do people just like musicians and be even worse than the way that 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 the music industry was because the music industry was robbing you for three minutes of art at a time. Whereas the podcast industry will rob you for hours of art at a time. And, and in the last few episodes of the Joe button podcast, he's been, he's been delineating his, his uh, experiences with Spotify and how these DSP, these DSPs, these digital service providers are becoming the new record labels and 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 
I, I, it's funny because I listen to him and I generally, I, I'm, I can follow the things he says, but the, the amount of people who come back with just like weird off the wall takes from the, from the, from the experiences that he talks about kind of blows my mind. <laughs> I'm just really surprised, but I guess it shows how many people consume podcasts, have no idea about the, the inner functionings of how one is produced and how you would market one, how you'd make it profitable. But yeah, he was he's been going back and and really talking about, you know, the interactions that he has with these DSPs in Spotify in particular and how little they value what the artist brings to the table. And one thing that he 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 pointed out which I really appreciated is his um stop referring to people as the talent. <laughs> it's derogatory and it's objectifying them as if somehow the talent is separate from the person doing the work. You know what I mean? Like you, the DSPs love to refer to the talent and, 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 and how the talent makes bad decisions when those bad decisions are tied to people with experiences who are making those decisions, maybe not based on the same business acumen that they are. And so it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a, a good thing to, to refer to people and objectify them as the talent. But he talks about his experiences as an artist with these DSBs and how just sometimes you're taking a hit because you need to have the numbers. We, you know, as, as an artist in the podcast game, you know, the analytics come from the service providers. And so a lot of times you're beholden to them to 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 tell you what your numbers are to tell you what the milestones are to give you the benchmarks and all of these things and so as an artist sometimes you're willing to sacrifice for that and you need to and you know and and, and every podcaster just like every music artist at some point needs to to get some metrics to determine what you feel your value is worth and that's one thing but then the the, the dsps seem to like to take the stance of of since they're providing you with that, that they're the ones with the value proposition, that they are the ones creating value in the art that you're making. And it's not true. It's not true. And, and, and I think it's the same fallacy that, that was prevalent in the music industry. And it's one that um, I'm really glad Joe has, has fought against in the podcast industry as somebody who's setting those standards, especially as a black man setting those standards. Because one thing I will say is, is that this is not a conversation that white podcasters need to have. Amy Schumer's piece of trash podcast who gets about as much listens as this podcast does is getting paid, paid big bucks, big, big money, seven digit money for a podcast that is a flop, an utter flop. Who I've literally had people tell me that my podcast is better than her podcast. <laughs> so white yeah. podcasters don't have this problem. You know, the, the industry seems prepared to pay them what they believe they, they're worth. It's the minority podcasters that, that, that are having this issue of having to establish their worth. But I'm glad that we're having this issue because we will establish our worth a lot better than they would establish our worth. You know, granted, they 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 established Joe Joe Rogan's worth real good for him, but they'll never validate a minority podcaster at that kind of value. They just won't. 
And so it's up to us to 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 let them know that not only are we familiar with our value, but we will like full compensation for that value. And so, yeah, I just really appreciated Joe Biden always going out on the limb, you know, and, and not for nothing. I'm telling you, Joe is doing it on such a great level because not only does he bring that level, that that end of the game to it, but he puts himself on the line and knowing his own personal background and the controversy he's been through, knowing that the people who, who he affiliates with are not the kind of people who make celebrity easy. You know what I mean? Like he does it on all levels. And, and, and even more recently, he was accused and of some bullshit because the worst part about it is, is that the person didn't even make accusations. She said a bunch of stuff open-endedly and let people assume that Joe pulled some fuck shit and it put him in a really weird position, especially, especially as someone who so openly advocates for, for the victim as Joe does someone who, who so openly advocates for mental health issues as Joe does this person put him into such a real shitty position because it made him a look like an abuser and b look like a hypocrite and and boy did he do a great job of of addressing it maturely and and clearing the air and at the same time i don't believe that i mean he used a lot less invective words than i would have used in describing her because and and then on top of that, she made all of these things, these 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 public statements on his birthday, like you know, like on some <laughs> That's spiteful shit. as fuck. Yeah, dude, like this person just so openly wanted to hurt him for her own toxic goals, and 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 as a stand-up human, he he didn't he didn't make her out to be the complete trash ball that she is. You know what I mean? And and I really really hope that as a culture. We stop, stop fucking with these bitches that are fucking out here ruining people and trying to ruin black men for no reason. Because, it, it you know, Tahiri's out here. She made Votto look crazy. She's been making Joe look crazy for years. She's making the she's making all of us look crazy because white people watch us put her on TV and follow her and her old ratchet ass and act like she's a person worth caring about. And not every human is worth caring about, at least not in the level that you want to put them on a TV and produce their image and put it out there for 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 people to consume. You know, like we got to get away from this shit. You know, to Tahiri Jones, uh, Tahiri Jose is probably one of the worst human beings in the world. And I think that hip hop culture is worse for having let her into it. And honestly, we need to do something about being a little bit more mindful about the images that we perpetrate of ourselves. Because that's the thing is, is that these individuals are being put on a platform in which they are projecting images that people will generalize onto the rest of us. And so we need to take hold of those images, just like how the NFL is starting to take hold of their images and stop letting people represent us terribly. But yeah, man, we're going to wrap with that. I know this is going to be a shorty today. I was, I was, I was out of commission. I was out of commission, but we'll be back with a full episode uh, uh, on Monday. Appreciate everyone for joining us. Definitely hit us up on the uh, social media, uh, Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. Catch me at Rico underscore G Sound. 
And I'll leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Thank you for joining us, guys. See you next time. Peace. Take it easy.